0: What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to a special Coach's Corner edition of Lockdown Badgers. We're going to talk how do we beat Ohio State? How do we slow down Marvin Harrison Jr.? All that and more on Lockdown Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. I am in the hotel, the Wi-Fi spotty. Coach remains outside of the continental U.S., but all that being said, we're here to talk about Ohio State. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown college for $20 off your first purchase. Coach, let's get into it, man. Uh, I want to start with, I think the Illinois game has mostly been chopped up by all sorts of people, yeah. ourselves included, yourself included. You, you did a great job, as always. But I want to specifically just ping you on Braden Locke. Was that what you expected to see?
1: I'm still pleasantly surprised by his poise, by he just, he seems comfortable. There's never a situation in the game where I thought that it got to be too much for him. Made mistakes, you know, a couple bad throws here and there, but his just overall awareness showed, shown through and just the incredible touch he showed on some of those throws were just, and that comes with knowledge of the offense. I know the big one I, I've been talking about is the first touchdown to Pauling where yes, it was a fantastic catch by Will Pauling, no doubt about that, but that play is a Mike Leach staple and Braden Locke knows that play backwards and forwards in his sleep. And he knew exactly where to put the football and didn't fall into the trap a lot of young quarterbacks would or to throw it high to the back corner. He know to lead him inside. And that's a veteran move by a young quarterback. So that's a really positive sign. And um yeah, he's he looked real solid.
0: More impressive to you the the poise after taking that massive hit right from Newton and, and bouncing back, leading the comeback, or that slot fade to to Sky Bell, the, the touch on that throw.
1: Taking a big hit like that, you're welcome to college football moment. can The welcome to football moment for anybody can be the last one. And it can be the one that just gets you like, nope, I don't like doing this. And to take a shot like that and to be harassed by Newton all game. And then to be able to make that, a throw like that to, to Skyler when we need it most that shows you what kind of quarterback he is. You know, he's willing to stand there, willing to take hits, willing to get a little bit of blood in his mouth and get right back up and going. And it's something that he needs to show at being young. He's like, no, I got this. And he did that.
0: It, I I wasn't, this kind of pops in my head while we were talking about it. Newton dominated, right, when he was in there. He, he was in force. Mm-hmm. He's a great player, uh, going to be an NFL draft pick, absolutely a high NFL draft pick. Did it still dismay you a little bit how easily he was able to push the pocket and disrupt plays?
1: It's it's disheartening because Ohio State's probably has three of them. Maybe not to his level, but interior offensive line play is an issue. It's been an issue. I mean, Georgia Southern – Created, pa- created pressure. Ohio State has NFL draft picks in there too deep. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned, to say the least, especially with our guards um, and Jack Nelson. it's There's going to have to be a pretty significant change in the passing game protection-wise to make sure that we can throw because Ohio state, I mean, you know, every team we played against here this year has kind of given that, uh, that blueprint. Everyone's played man-to-man coverage against us and had various levels of success. And that's Mac teams and Sunbelt teams and lower half big 10 teams, Ohio state again, their third stringers are, are five stars and we don't have five star receivers. So, It's going to be real interesting to see how they can create a passing game when we've had trouble getting separation and troubles in pass protection. Well, this could be that.
0: Yeah, let's just get into it. I I have one more quick question with Illinois, though, that's interesting Mm -hmm. to me that I really wanted your perspective on. Mm -hmm. What's the balance, and I asked uh, Curtis this too, what's the balance between being really excited for that comeback win but also realizing you needed an 18-point comeback win to beat a a pretty mediocre Illinois team.
1: Well, it it depends on how realistic your vision of the team is. I th- I think we're seeing where we we have kind of a mediocre roster. I mean, there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it and I don't think it doesn't matter who's coaching this team right now. We're not having a lot of success. That being said, we're 5 and 2. We're finding ways to win and we're learning within both the offense and defensive system. You've got to learn how to win big. You've got to learn how to win ugly. You've got to learn how to win smart. And you know, we've we've won ugly. We've blown teams out, started strong. And this is this is where, when it matters most, we were able to dig deep and then play some of our best football, both offensively and defensively, um, with the exception of maybe corralling Altmaier the defense played really well uh especially down the stretch and then the offense was able to and that fed into the offense and they were able to start getting drives putting things together i think those last three offensive drives with some masterful play calling that really put us in position you see work it is that next step in the progression where yeah we shouldn't be too happy about a comeback win against a now three and five illinois but we should be happy that we were able to be – I mean, everybody wrote them off. It's like, okay, season's over. Right. You know, halfway through the third quarter. And and then people were calling uh, Luke Fickle a coward for kicking a field goal to go from being down two scores to being down two scores. And, uh, you know, I don't see it that way. It's, uh, it's go- going from being down 14 to being down 11. Mm-hmm. The score cha- The score is changing. We're not. We're not looking in blocks. So, it the method to the madness of the, the, is there, you're starting to understand Luke Fickle's, you know, philosophy when it comes to time management and score management. And you know, it, it's it's a, a window into where we're going in the future when we get in these kind of situations. And, and it's going to happen. You know, we. It's not like Wisconsin has never played bad and had to. You know muster a tough victory against a bad team i mean we've, we've done that for <laughs> i mean i i i mean i remember you know going back to barely beating uh fcs boise state back in 1996 i mean it, it happens you remember but the- you still have to win the game yeah, yeah. I, I i mean I, I you know remember the 23 to 5 uh UNLV game was it back mm-hmm. in 03 i think something like that so we have to we have to learn how to win ugly and that was three quarters of ugly football and a really solid quarter and sometimes that's all it takes
0: yeah i think that's well said i think it, it, framing that perspective in the context i think is well said mm-hmm. alright we're going to take a quick break come back with coach anderson coach's corner we're going to ask him just a straight up question is it more likely we beat Ohio State on Saturday or more likely they blow us out? I'm going to get coach's take on that coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Athletic Brewing. Um, athletic Brewing has changed the the name of the game in terms of the, the non-alcoholic beer genre. You get great tasting. It used to be if you wanted some type of If you wanted some type of non-alcoholic beer, you were going to get something that tasted like non-alcoholic beer. Athletic Brewing has changed that. They have a ton of variety, over 50 different types, IPA, sours, incredible, incredible stuff. And you can get it on their store at athleticbrewing.com. It tastes just like regular beer, but you can have it anywhere. You can do it while you're playing some Parcheesi, while you're in the park feeding the doves, while you're going for a bike ride, hiking up some mountain, watching the Badger game at home with your folks, whatever it is athleticbrewing.com near beer terms and conditions do apply terms and exceptions to apply use code locked on for 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com today's episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at uh, game time game time is the number one app for all your ticketing information and it's the place where we go and get all of our tickets uh, I, that's what we use on the Ohio State game getting great seats last minute flash deals that's what game time allows you to do you have pictures of the seats before it happens so you know exactly what you're getting and no more planning months ahead logistically trying to figure it out. Game time allows you to find the perfect tickets at the perfect price. Game time, download the Game Time app today. Use code Locked On College for $20 off. That's code locked on college for $20 off. Game Time has the best tickets at the best prices with the most variety. You will not be disappointed. Uh, let's get coach back on. Uh continue. Let's let's jump into Ohio State now. Let's let's chop this one up coach. Um, asked you the question, kind of leading into it. What do you think is more likely? We're going to break down this game a little bit more, get into the weeds. But just on the surface, is it more likely we beat Ohio State or Ohio State blows us out, meaning they win by twenty plus?
1: They blow us out. Um, <clears throat> Ohio State's really good.
0: What a buzzkill! And I, I, I think. I mean,
1: I, 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 I want to be realistic because, hey, I mean, it, it happens. You know, the the big teams lose to people all the time that they should, they, they should beat. Um, Every team's had one. There's all every year. There's always a big team that finds a way to lose to somebody that they shouldn't. We're better than those kind of teams. You know, we're better than the Louisiana Monroe's who beat Alabama and we're better than the Appalachian States who beat Michigan, you know? So I guess we have that in our favor. What Ohio state's, a really good football team. I think they've gotten the kinks out of their system early. You know, they had some of those games earlier this year that kind of started slow and they kind of built up. But I also think that the coaching staff has to look at this as an entire season. They can't just blow through the entire system to beat Ohio State when, let's face it, 95% of us in the preseason we were thinking yep badgers are going to go 10 and 2 11 and 1 something like that 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 10 and 2 11 and 1 one of those one of those losses was ohio state yep that being said we have absolutely nothing to lose the only thing that we the only thing that we can do from this is exceed expectations cuz the expectation is to lose for for us as fans, I mean the, the players and the coaches, they've got a they've got a game plan. They they know they can win, um, they know the path to victory. But we can play a good football game, and if we make enough plays, it's possible for sure. Uh, we have the talent. We've done it before. Again, going back, you know we've had worse Wisconsin teams beat Ohio State.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that that again the old the old three team with yeah sure it had Lee Evans, but that was about it. There wasn't much. No, and 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 you know they came out and did it, and we've proven not too long ago that we can hang with Ohio State. I mean the 2019 Big Ten Championship game. Um, If Paul Chris didn't forget what worked in the first half against Ohio State in the second half, maybe that game's different. So it's certainly possible that we can win. It's unlikely, but there's a chance. Ohio State is good enough to blow out anybody on their schedule. So it's mathematically, I guess, more likely that we would get beaten by 21 points than we would to, to win. It's not that it's unlikely though. It's so possible. And it's, and it's still, it's more likely than I would have thought maybe three weeks ago Mm. that after, after, Iowa, I guess two weeks ago, you know, part of me was thinking, are we going to score another touchdown this season? Illinois kind of showed me, okay, Braden's going to be fine. We're going to be able to do enough to score points. Ohio State's the next test. So, so it'll be Braden, interesting to
0: see. Yeah, Braden to me feels like – and I, I some of this I got from talking to his high school coach who, listen, his coaches are going to be biased towards their players, but – if we lose, in my opinion, if if we lose, it's not gonna be because the, the moment is too big for Braden Locke. It's not gonna be because Ohio State is is too big of an niche. Like it's no. just gonna be a talent thing. That could that could no. very well I, I don't think
1: I don't person. think it's gonna I don't think we're gonna lose because of the offense. I think if anything, we're gonna lose because they're gonna run all over us defensively, because we just don't have the studs on on defense to hang with the studs that Ohio State has on offense. I think the only benefit we have is that they have a young First year starter quarterback. And but
0: was, battle tested a little bit now, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he, I mean, he's, he's Braden Locke seven games into the season. You know, he's, he's, he's ready to go. He's had his baptism by fire. He wouldn't be playing if he wasn't an elite quarterback in, in, in a program that produces elite quarterbacks, at least at the college level, maybe not so much in the NFL. But so, It's, it's, it's going to come down to the defense and it's going to come down to Mike Trussell allowing himself to be aggressive because I think that's about the only thing that you can do is pick the spots to be aggressive, taking a shot at our offense to force them to to make mistakes. And because we're not, we're not going to go toe to toe with them, but we can, we can limit them when we need to. And then we can be aggressive when the opportunity strikes. And if we do that.
0: I was just going to say, just continue talking defense. How do you potentially slow down Marvin Harrison Jr.? Like, you can't stop him. You can't just double him because they'll move him around. They put him in the slot. They put him in motion. But, like, what's the game plan, do you think, if you're putting yourself in Trestle's shoes?
1: Well, and, and that's the key thing, is when you play against a team that has such a singular elite talent, you can't control them. You can't stop them but what you can do is limit what their damage does at the end of the day, at the end of the game. So let them have 13 catches for 160 yards, whatever. As long as there's a zero in the touchdown column, that's a win. And that allows him to do what he does without really damaging the, the overall scheme of things. They're going to have to place probably some kind of zone coverage around him because we do not have anybody. I mean, Rico might follow him, and I'm guessing he will. Wherever he goes, Rico's going to go. Um, Hunter is going to have to stay back as a deep safety um, because you you need that guy who can go sideline to sideline and, and track with him over the top. And just play good assignment football above him and below him and force the quarterback to make mistakes. And the easy way, I mean, easy way to make sure Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't beat us is to make sure his quarterback's flat on his back. Mm-hmm. And can't, you can't complete a pass when you're flat on your back. So that's where, that's where the pressure's got to come in. That's where the aggression's going to have to come in and finding a way to create a pass rush uh, with under, performing and maybe under talented front seven guys which is going to be a big challenge as well
0: does that feel like maybe the key to the game to you because i was talking to a, we did a great crossover We west one of the ohio state guys on a uh, former writer at uh, cleveland.com buckeye talk and he talked about the offensive line if, if you're going to point to a weak spot on ohio state this year it's the offensive mm-hmm. line. It's, it's not where it's been. It doesn't have the NFL, like, first-round tackle. The interior has been iffy. Carson Hinsman, all Wisconsin fans know that name, hasn't been as consistent as they hoped. Now, but you pointed out that we the defensive line for Wisconsin also has not been a consistent force. If they can get pressure on McCord, um, that changes the game. But can they?
1: Well, Mike Trestle can d- design good pressures. Um, you go back to the launch – and just watch him teeing off on the offense. And it it, it wasn't winning individual battles. It was sending four-week blitzes, and it was sending simulated pressures and creeper pressures and just being really creative with his play calling. And I think when we hit our struggles early in the season, like getting the dollar running and then having to fall back on, you know, some of the stuff that we did last year, It's not that it's the same stuff. Anyone who runs two, four does. Um, I think he might've lost a little bit of his desire to be aggressive because he was worried that he would, you know, early in the season, we had problems with, with, with pass coverage. Mm -hmm. And I think he thought maybe that was going to create an issue. So he dialed down the, the aggressiveness and, and really right now, the only, you know, we get Hunter comes off the edge a little bit now and then, Latu comes off the edge every now and then, but they're going to have to be aggressive with the movement. Because, you know, if, if one of our defensive linemen can't create penetration, then at least try to get him on a slant or something and ha- try to at least get two of those offensive linemen to focus on him, and then send somebody in the gap behind him, or send a creeper blitz, send Muma first and send Hunter late after right. in the same gap. So, there's plenty of options. It's just Trestle's got to be willing to say, you know what? I got to try it. And because, I mean, you don't want to show all your cards for the entire season in a, in a game like this to then give everybody ahead of you on the schedule a sneak peek of what we're going to do. But you can't just say, oh, it's Ohio State. We're going to lose anyways. Let's just make sure nobody gets hurt. I mean, no way. So he's got to find a way to be aggressive.
0: Yeah, and I kind of hope, uh, to your point, they do more of the former than the latter. I kind of hope they throw a bit of the kitchen sink at him. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I, I like that Fickle is coaching this. right? I feel more confident in him getting this team ready, fired up, playing with their hair on fire, because that's what they have. They have to start fast, and they have to play with their hair mm-hmm. on fire. They have yeah. to they have to do that. Right? And if they do that, if... I've said this before. I said this to Brian Smith when he's on the show. If, if they come out... And they make this a game. It's a game going into halftime. It's a game going into the third quarter. That crowd's going to build. The energy's going to build. The screws tighten a little bit for Ohio State, and then you get down to where we've all seen a bad bounce dictate a game, a tipped ball oh, dictate yeah. a game. So, but you can't start slow. You you cannot no. start slow in this game. No,
1: no. When you again, when you play against, I don't I say it's an, a weakness, but sometimes these really good teams. You know, when you punch them in the mouth, sometimes they're like, what the heck? What just Mm -hmm. happened? And sometimes it takes them a little while to wake up from that. And if you get lucky, it's too late by the time they wake up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's – I mean, that's happened to us in the past where we've been that team um, pretty much every Northwestern game over the last – you know, every time we play in in Evanston – You know Minnesota games. We've 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 come out sluggish against bad Minnesota teams, and finally we wake up, and
0: sometimes it's too late. So
1: it was yes. So so you we've just got to we got to come out aggressive, and all it takes is a lucky bounce in the first quarter to to get some momentum, and once we get that, then we can carry it. And then see if Ohio State can play from behind or play when they lose the momentum. It's Ohio State. I'm sure they're going to be fine, but you never know. And sometimes, and you get get these kids, these high level kids, who maybe have never lost before. Mm -hmm. There's freshmen on this Ohio State team that have never lost a football game, probably. And. There's kids playing at Ohio State that probably haven't lost more than a game or two in their entire career. So you put them in a position where oh no, we gotta we gotta wake up. They've never had to wake up before. So like
0: that it. that's a chance. And listen, that's it's, the game. It's from, that's the game yeah. script from 2010. You, we we got the yeah. momentum and they could never yeah. fully recover from that. I mean yeah. that, that's I mean, what it just happened.
1: It, it, Just right there, that opening kickoff by Gilreath, it's just like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be it. And by the time you figure out what's wrong, and there was nothing wrong. It was just that we got a kickoff return on the opening play of the game. It's not like we exploited some major weakness. It just happened, but it captured the momentum at the perfect time. Which national television night game when we never played night games, you know, against the number one team in the country. And that carried us to the rest of the game. And that could happen on Saturday.
0: Or you I we're going to take a quick break. Uh, friends of the show come back and we're going to ask Ryan what he actually thinks will happen on Saturday. We're, we're going to wrap up on Coach's Corner with a game prediction. That's coming up next. But first, we're going to take a quick break for Friends of the Show over at Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy, made simple. It is the simplest, best, cleanest, fastest way to play daily fantasy sports. There's a reason. There's a reason they are North America's um, largest independently owned DFS platform. You just have to pick between two to six players, higher or lower on stack categories. Is a player going to go above or below on rushing yards, passing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns? That's it. You don't have to play against thousands of other players. It's just you against the stats, it's as simple as that. Watch the money roll in and it's really quick. You make your picks within 60 seconds. You're in, and out, clickety clack, and you're all done. Price picks is by far the the easiest and best daily fantasy sports platform I have ever used. Apple Pay makes it incredibly simple and easy for quick and easy payments into your account. Uh, and now there is a great offer on PricePix. Picks. Go to PricePix.com for lockdown listeners. PricePicks.com slash lockdown college. Use code lockdown college for our first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePicks.com slash lockdown college. Use code lockdown college for our first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Now right, let's get Coach back on. Uh, wrap this up while my Wi-Fi holds out. It's been pretty good. We we lost it for a second before we even started, and it's back. So I probably
1: should
0: have said that while we were recording. That's a great that's a really cool. <laughs> um, let's, move. Let's get the game script here. What does a Badger win, a realistic win look like? Not like Marvin Harrison gets hurt and, you know, the crazy things happen. What is a, a realistic Badgers game script for a victory?
1: Controlling the ball, being able to. Control the clock, be efficient on third downs, be smart on special teams, and limit big play opportunities for Ohio State. Make them earn every point. Um, the killer is going to be quick points. If they come out and just bang out t- 14 points on the first two drives and we go three and out, three and out, you know that could be the ball game right there. Yeah. So, it's getting them behind the chains early, forcing them, if they're going to score, they need to go 14 plays and you know, get them to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. Offensively, we need to be able to be efficient and we have to score. We we can't we can't have three and outs in this game. Every drive is going to be important. And if we don't end every drive with a kick we're going to be in trouble it, in other words, especially early
0: in other words hold on to the ball brayden lock yep been a bit of an yep. issue this year um yeah hold on to the ball hold on to the ball and it's not just brayden lock right you got, uh braylon allen has, has had security issues at times you know yeah it just has to be an incredibly clean game like you can't have yep. opportunities like where you have a you look at last week that field goal opportunity right you know, you have to convert every field goal that you get.
1: Yeah, that's just oh, as a former kicker, seeing that just hurts my head because I have been there where the holder just drops the ball. But yeah, it, it, you, we we can't beat ourselves because Ohio State is going to be plenty good enough to do that without our help. And to beat them, we're going to need their help. Right. And you know, defense, we're going to need to get a turnover. And then if we if we play aggressive, we, we can probably get that chance. Um, special teams has got to play sound. We got to make sure we play field position game. You know, it's going to like it, the, the people who hate big 10 punter punting in bat, you know, past the 50, this game, it's going to have to be that, you know, if, if, if it's fourth and 10 at the 45 yard line, we better be punting it and try to, and trying to make Ohio state go, 95 yards instead of 55 yards
0: here's here's Um, the look if it's fourth and two at the four to three i think this is the type of game you got to try to extend possession that's
1: that and then that's a chance to be aggressive but make sure you put yourself in a position where you know you give yourself options yeah and 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 make sure you have that play that play that you can guarantee you can get two yards okay do it. Just make sure that play has a backup on it just in case where that's always the downside of the, you know, traditional I formation, just downhill stuff. There is no, there is no uh, backup to that. You you just kind of have to do it. So yeah, smart assignment football, knowing when to be aggressive, knowing when to play the field position game, don't feed into, or don't listen to the mystique. Don't listen to the voices just play football play Badger football and, you know, follow your head coach. He is, he's been in plenty of big game situations with Ohio state. Everywhere's in his coaching career. And he is so calm. Yeah. Like he's, he's enthusiastic and he's, you know, he knows, but his, he never looks, you look at him on the sideline. He is always under control and every situation is like, no, we got it. Don't worry about it. And the team needs to feed into that energy. And I think that's what he said after you know in the fourth quarter of the Illinois game, where he said, "This is the first time that I've seen this from you." I've seen that in Luke Fickle the whole season. You know, you watch Cincinnati game, same thing. And they just need to keep keep that mentality going forward. If they do, there's a chance they can win. And if anything, they're going to set themselves up for the next three three four weeks after this, where we get Indiana and. Nebraska, Nebraska, and Minnesota, Northwestern, Minnesota, those four games that we need to go four zero in. Yeah, and agreed. So if they do that, we're
0: we're in good shape. Give me um, what's your what's your what's your your head tell you? What's your score prediction?
1: If if we're gonna win this game, it's gonna be like twenty four twenty one. I'll be. If if I'm looking at it pragmatically, I'm going to say 35-21 Ohio State, 35 maybe 35-17 something like that. Um, but if we play the smart game, like I talked about, controlling the clock, controlling the field position, and keep it close, we got a kicker. You know, kicker. Yeah. Get her. Our, get ourselves a situa- Get ourselves a situation at the end. You know, we can sneak out a three a, a point, 24-21 victory, something like that
0: that much. I don't think they're going to get into the thirties. I think if they win, it's going to be more, I don't know, like it could be a 24 to like six game. I, I mean, they could just, it could
1: be, I, 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 I really hope that the offense has woken up and, you know, they, at the end, that the Illinois or that the Iowa game was more of a fluke. Cause as, as bad as the offense has been, we're averaging more yards, we're averaging more points, we're True. being more efficient. All the things that we're not doing at the level that we thought we were, but statistically we are. And this last game, if we play, if we play the Illinois game smart and efficiently and not drop balls and stuff like that, things change. So it's just gonna come down to being efficient and being aware of that you can't make mistakes against this team. You know, that that's not that's not Georgia Southern across there. That is going to give you opportunities. You have to take the opportunities you have and you have to just play. And cuz you're not going to get a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance. You get one shot. And you got you got to get it then. And that's going to be that's going to be the key of the game.
0: I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be rooting my butt off. We got to beat Ohio State, kind of. I'm jealous,
1: man. I I, okay. I looked I looked at the last last minute flights, and I'm like, do I really want to hop on a flight at nine o'clock tomorrow morning and wake up my wife now? The answer is yes. I mean, actually. The answer well, is yeah. yes. Coach. Well, hey, if, every, if if everyone wants to, you know, donate right. to the to the PayPal, put two thousand dollars in there. I'm on the plane tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I gotta jump off. Um, yeah, but this is Coach's Corner. He is Coach Anderson. Go check out the Dairy Raid. He puts out incredible content. We're going to do another show tomorrow. It will be Rajiv and I. Um, But on Wisconsin. let's, Let's get it. Let's beat Ohio State. Let's take care of business. Let's make it magical. Thank you, Coach.
1: You're welcome, man. See you next time.